Walk with me, Lord. Please walk with me. Lead me down this path that we call life. It's easy to tell people that you need Jesus in your life or you need God, but the gap is after you come over. What now? How do we live for God daily? You have the givens. Read your Bible, study the word, pray, let God lead you. People have a vision of the way you have to carry yourself or your church may have a certain way you must present yourself. Some are told when to praise and how to praise or what's too much or not enough. You have to dress this way or that way. The truth is with the changes in clothing from 2000 years ago to today, there's no direct translation to tell you what you should or shouldn't wear. I mean, it is spelled out in the Bible, but I think it's one of those things that's universally accepted as fold that page and read on. There are quite a few folded pages in the Bible. That makes it hard to say that you have a handbook to live by. There's no how to be a Christian for dummies. So I pray daily for God to order my steps. I remember as a teenager, I had a very foul mouth. If there was a curse word out there, it was definitely in my vocabulary around friends or strangers around my age, but muffled around adults. I remember to suppress my words, I'd always imagine my mother was looking over my shoulder. I would never curse around her and always found a different way of communicating even in my biggest emotional outbursts. Or I had a cousin that was a minister and a prophet and she would prophesy to people a direct message from God. I myself have been on the receiving end of several messages and knew that it could only be coming from God. So I was so afraid to do or say anything around her. It got to the point that when we were drinking and about to ride by her house, we would either chug our drinks before or throw it out, not to have the closest thing to the eyes of God looking down on us. If we were at the mall or somewhere public and we saw her approaching, we had a code that told us to look and run in the opposite direction. The respect and fear I had for her or my mother was the same respect and fear I should have had for God because he is always watching. There's no crack or crevice so small that he can't find you. God has eyes that see billions, but still somehow focuses on one. If the Bible never existed and all we had was the golden rule to live by, we would still flourish as, as society. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Imagine if we all live that way. I wouldn't hate because I don't want to be hated. I wouldn't rob or steal because I hate being stolen from. I definitely wouldn't kill because I wouldn't want anyone to kill me. I would treat my neighbors with respect because respect is important to me. I would be nice and cordial to people as I would want them to reciprocate to me. I would help the ones in need because I would want the same help if I was ever to fall in need myself. It seems pretty cut and dry. 
living solely by these standards should at least get you a view at heaven's gate. The complication comes because not everyone lives by this rule, just as not everyone lives as a Christian or even a firm believer in God. There's evil in this world, and evil lives in some. Most people can handle the evil they can see, but it's the unseen evil, the conniving evil, the evil that hides in plain sight. That's the evil we aren't all equipped for. The Bible says in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, that you should put on your whole armor of God. Paul says that you should dress yourself in the buckle of truth with the breastplate of righteousness, your feet fitted with readiness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. These are the abstracts of how you should be spiritually ready to take on any evil as they present themselves. I wanted to take the time to speak on how you can physically put these things into practice in your everyday life. I envision a Roman soldier, fully protected and ready for battle, prepared for any blow the enemy might strike. The enemy can come in many forms and attack from all angles, so you have to be prepared. Put on your helmet so that God can protect your mind. Ask him to shield you from the many attacks to your mental well-being. Put on and tighten up your breastplate to protect your heart. It's so easy to infiltrate our hearts and plant hate, but ask God to protect your heart and fill it with love. Love can fight off a lot of negatives. Sometimes the enemy wants to attack your limbs, making it hard to move or function. They wanna chop you at the legs so your legs can get weak or that arthritis kicks in or the pain, but put on your armor. Cover your arms and hands to rebuke any attempts to limit your reach. Cover your legs and feet to withstand the charge. Grab your shield and swing your sword. Because Satan, we aren't sitting back and waiting on you. We will bring the fight to you. Now that's speaking figuratively about putting on your whole armor, but here are the steps I think you should take to prepare to walk out of your house fully protected. Step one, wake up with God on your mind. No matter how you fell asleep or the dreams or nightmares you have, when you open your eyes, you focus them immediately on God and ask him what he would have you to do in this day that worships him, that serves him, that helps you along on this rugged road. Thank him for allowing you to wake up and see a new day. It wouldn't hurt to speak out the window and remind yourself of the wonders of God. Soak in the birds chirping or trees blowing in the wind or just the dew on the needles of grass. Step two, as we, you begin to get ready for whatever your day has lined up for you, keep talking with the Lord. His ears have the capability to listen to many while also focusing on just you. Forget the formalities or searching for big words to impress him. He knows who you are and he knows our limitations. He can understand whatever language you speak. Talk to him like he's in the room with you. 
I stand in the mirror and have talks with Jesus. I speak about the day I have ahead of me and what I want to accomplish. But I always leave room by saying that if this is not what you have me to do, Lord, I ask that you guide me down the right path. That brings in the question, how do you know you're being directed somewhere other than what you had planned? And more importantly, that is God's distraction. I hear people say all the time that God knew what was going to happen to you and he caused that thing to happen to set you on a different path. I've also heard people say this, that's nothing but the devil trying to block your blessing. If you're not careful, you can get very confused between the two. Asking God to lead you has to come with a level of understanding. Step three, before you walk out of your house, whether it's to go to work or school or visit someone, shop or just to go out in the yard and do yard work, ask God to guide you and to allow nothing to attack you in your day that you aren't equipped to handle. The cliche that God would never put more on you than you can bear. Step four, walk out with a song in your heart or a prayer or just a praise. See, when the enemy comes to attack, you're ready. God is already on your mind and on the tip of your tongue. A wise man once said to worship God in all that you do. I find that when I'm singing and my heart is rejoicing or I'm walking around praying and talking to God, there's very little that can deter my mind or bother me. I go back to the question of how do you know if it's God leading you in a different direction or Satan trying to knock you off your path? I can only give my honest answer from my own experience. You don't know. You can, however, control what you do know. You know how you've attacked your day. You do know that you put God in the lead. You do know that you are a child of God. And though the enemy comes in many forms, he has equipped you to deal with any form he can shift to. No matter what happens in your day, whether you deem it good, bad, or just necessary, still give thanks. God, I thank you for allowing this obstacle in my way. I know that you will lead me around it, over it, or through it. I know that on the other side, I'll come out a better person. Step five, my favorite. Ask God to walk with you. I walk around singing the song, walk with me, Lord, all day. I walk to a rhythm of whatever song of praise I'm singing in my head. I remember as I was teaching at a school about 10 or so years ago, a kid asked me what song I was listening to because I seemed to be walking to a beat all the time. I just laughed and said I was singing a song in my head. And I am all the time. I don't know what song I was singing at that exact moment but it was the first time someone called me out on it. Or people would always say, you're always smiling. Little did they know that my smile through all adversity was because I knew I was praying on it or singing my soul happy knowing that nothing you could bring against me 
can overcome the joy I felt in God. Here's when things can get a little tricky. You're encountered by something so unexpected that it takes you out of your space, your happy place. The easy answer is to ask God in that moment what to do. But how does he answer you? I can't tell you that God will speak to you every time in that moment and direct your path. I've only personally heard his voice once. There's no arrow that appears on the ground or a magic copper to take you where you need to be. All you have is your faith. He doesn't ask you to have the steadfast, unshakable faith, but only faith the size of a mustard seed can work wonders in your life. I've never personally held a mustard seed in my hand, but I can imagine it's smaller than the seed of a plum or an apple. That's a lot of power for just a little tiny piece of faith. Now, at this point, you're almost ready. You have on your helmet. You've tightened up your chest plate. You have your arms and feet protected. You're ready to take some blows from the enemy, but the best armors aren't made to just sit there and take a pounding. You have to mount your defense. Step six. Your mind is already prepared from the previous steps. From the time you leave your door, allow yourself to feel good in your spirit. Don't look forward to the problems you already know you have to face for that day. Face them as they come and with a smile on your face because you've given the day over to God. He will shield and protect you. Step seven, be true to yourself. We all have people we look up to or at least look to as a reference for how you should act. But the best advice I can give you is to be you. God has designed you the way you are for a reason. No two people are the same. This is your sword, be it sharp and true. Put on your whole armor, not just a helmet or breastplate or sabaton or covering your arms with rear brace, sliding on your gauntlets or showing up with just a sword and no shield. Put on your whole armor. Stand tall against backstabbers and gossipers. Stand tall against wickedness, against sickness ravishing your body. Boast your chest out in the face of financial problems or fear. Persevere through the heartaches and pain. Stand firm, knowing that your anchor holds. Because when you put on the whole armor of God, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Walk with me, Lord. Please walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. Please walk with me. While I'm on this tedious journey, walk with me, Lord. Please walk with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know not the direction of my words or the prayer to you that can save millions. I am but your humble servant, 
praying for the souls of many. I realize, God, that there are some that would never introduce to you. There are some that hear about you in passing. God, there are some that know your words and know who you are, but decided they only have one life to live. So live it to the fullest without the hint of limitations. Some heed your word and realize we all may fall short, but continue to work to find their home. And then there are some that lead your sheep, but instead of leading them to you, lead your sheep astray. And there are some that just window shop and watch to judge the lives of others as they walk with you, but still make mistakes. God, I come to you for all. I know you love us all the same. I ask that you forgive us, Lord, because we all fall short of your glory. We all pale in comparison to the perfection Jesus exhibited while here on earth. But even in his perfection, he still had doubters and enemies plotting against him. They killed him for being perfect. So I know God as we walk, we can never be perfect in the eyes of man. We can only strive for perfection for you, God. That's why I'm here, God, with my head bowed, asking that you walk with me. Walk with us. Prepare us for the blows our enemies can deliver. Prepare us for the expected and the unexpected. Sometimes our feet may get a little weary or worn out. Our legs may not have the strength to go on. But God, that's when I ask that you carry us. Pick us up. Carry us on until our feet can stand solid on the ground. Our hands may cramp up or refuse to move to the will of our mind. But God, I ask that you intervene. Strengthen our hands, our arms. Make it so we can finish the task at hand. The enemy may attack our base, our center for all operations, God. Our minds. I ask that you maneuver through that fog and take a hold of our hands. Walk us till the way is clear. Calm our minds, God. Loosen any hold or bind the enemy may have on us. Replace those thoughts of fear with courage. Replace those thoughts of inadequacy with confidence. Confidence in you, God. Remove those thoughts of destruction. For I know the enemy seeks to destroy and demolish, but I ask that you rebuild and renovate us like new. Lord, lastly, investigate our hearts. Whatever is not of you, the hate, the envy, and jealousy, the cowardice, and supplant them with love, generosity, and bravery. God, I understand that the road is narrow and curvy. I understand there are bumps and cracks. I understand there are bridges we must cross. But being the God that you are, I know you will have us prepared for travel. Hear our battle cry, Lord, and equip us with your armor, your whole armor. God, I know my voice sounds lonely, crying out for many, but I believe you called me to speak out for the voiceless. You called me to be your servant and to lead the ones with no sense of direction. 
you called me to share my life lessons with others. So maybe just one can learn from me and not duplicate the same mistakes. I accept all these things and anything else you see fit for me to do. I am your vessel. I only ask that you use me for your glory. Walk with me, Lord. Hold my hands, Lord. Guide my feet, Lord. Be my friend, Lord. Please walk with me. And when I can no longer trek along on this tedious journey, I ask that you save me a seat in heaven where I can sit back, relax, and hear your beautiful voice say, Servant of God, well done. I thank you for your words. I thank you for your guidance. And I thank you for every second I still draw breath. I thank you, God. And I pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen.